Welcome to BPB Knows. Today, BPB Knows repair regulations. Our expert is Joseph Leuchter, an associate director in our tax practice and an advisor to corporate clients. So Joseph, let's start at the beginning. What is a repair regulation? Thank you, Melissa. The uh, repair regulations have been around for about eight years now, and it encompasses a comprehensive list of issues. Uh, in general, what it goes about doing is listing out what is a unit of property, how, how we determine if we can expense an expenditure or capitalize an expenditure. It goes through what we call um, you know, the rabbi rules where restoration, adaptation, betterment or improvement. So it's a way for us to analyze an expenditure that our clients make. Okay, and then how do you use that in a client's favor? Right, so it's a very uh, interesting uh, regulation that we apply for our clients and we apply it on a daily basis because you know, many of our clients are in real estate and this doesn't just apply to real estate, but in regards to real estate, you're constantly expending funds for your property and the accountant's job is to determine whether that could be expensed or capitalized. And of course, we rather, as tax accountants, we rather expense items in the current year then depreciated over, you know, it could be upwards of 39 years, even 40 years under certain circumstances. Um, so we really try and be creative. And we, we, since the final regulations have come out, we've started to ask for, you know, more invoices of, hey, what's this $100,000 item on your general ledger? Can we kind of dig into that and see, is this something that we could actually expense? Is this a repair against a larger unit of property? So it really lets us be creative on what we could take now versus over the life of the property. And do, do clients usually know that these exist or is this something that you have to bring to their attention? Not usually. Uh, sometimes in certain, in certain circumstances, it would come up where, you know, we would ask certain questions where we would discuss these repair rules. But you know, really, this is us in the background trying to reduce, you know, taxable income. Um, the client definitely sees it on their tax return. And, you know, sometimes these items require more conversation. You know, it's not just us maybe looking at an invoice. It's understanding the storyline behind, you know, it could be a long process uh, what they were um, doing. So in, in those circumstances, yes, they would know. But usually it's behind the scenes. And so do you just automatically look for things that could fall under these regulations or right know, yeah no this is standard yes no this is standard operating procedure uh it's part of our processes you know sometimes this rises to a level of who could you know sometimes it could be a five ten minute exercise sometimes it could be a multi-hour exercise where it almost becomes a consulting engagement and, and just an example of that you know part of the uh final regulations is that let's say we had to um you know, put up an entire new roof onto the property. Well, this allows us to now, we're not going to have two roofs on the on their tax return. Now we could have a partial disposition of the prior roof that we had. And there's a whole analytical framework to go through. And that usually becomes more of a project, which is, you know, one example. So how does one that sits in your shoes get experience to look for these things? Is this something that you're you're trained early on? Is this more of a consulting thing where you just, you have it in your mind to look it's for? A good, 
good question. It, it, it's definitely an experience item. So, you know, throughout, this is something we train to our young staff, our managers, and it really comes with experience. Of course, there's training and, you know, you have to read the repair rules. You have to, you know, go, go to trainings on them and you learn about them, but really it comes from being in it and doing it and having experience and the best experiences, you know, we have to sit in front of, um, you know, the government sometimes and talk about these. So we really have to know these rules. Um, and it really comes from experience. It's, you have to be a veteran to, to be able to do this properly. So you mentioned this was very common for real estate. Do other types of clients have access to these rules as well? Yes, yes. Uh, this does go through really any type of tangible property. It, uh, the, the regulations even discuss material and supplies, which a lot of you know manufacturing clients, pharmaceutical clients have to, this is part of their uh, process. And, and even if they're not in real estate, they're likely, uh, you know, a lessee and they have a potentially big lease and they're probably, um, it's probably a triple net lease. So they're probably putting in a lot of money into their lease property. And so this definitely plays a part into, you know, what they're going through. And, you know, there's some safe harbors that these regulations include, which is the de minimis safe harbor. So depending on if a client either has audited financials or doesn't, you know, Sometimes the easiest thing, you don't even have to analyze the expenditure. If it's under a certain threshold, whether it's 2,500 or 5,000, you could just expense it. So this definitely applies to all types of clients. Uh, and, and we do it on a daily basis. So that cons consultative approach that we take when we sit down with our clients, and we often say we don't just put numbers on forms because we really dig into their business, but we're also Absolutely. being creative and looking for opportunities for It's them. interesting. One of the best, get many, you know, when we look at new clients and we look at their tax, their prior tax returns that were done by other CPAs, I'd say half the time, the best opportunities are the repair rules were not implemented correctly. And you capitalize too much of the expense. So we would either amend those returns or do some type of partial disposition in a future year. I really say half the time, half of our opportunities fall into the repair rules when we're bringing in new clients. I bet that's really eye-opening for uh, for prospects too. Yeah, no, it is. It, it, it's, it, that's really the best part. <laughs> yeah, okay. you're able to wait within with an hour, save them, you know, could be tens, hundreds of thousands of dollars. So does the process take a long time if it's a, if it's a developer that has a lot of properties? Is this something that you can do and get the tax returns out by April? Or is this something that, that requires a longer amount of The ones that are files? really done by April, you know, we also do this prospectively. We'll sit with our clients at year-end planning meetings in November and December and go through what they did that year. So we're ready for that March or April filing. So no, this, this could take time. Again, it's facts and circumstances. Every client is different. Some are easy and some are more complicated. Um, but the ones, you know, this is definitely not of, hey, we're going to do the tax return. We could get it today. We could get it done today and get through this analysis. This could be a multi-month process, back and forth. But it sounds like it's worth it. Yes. So, no, this is absolutely worth it. It usually ends up very favorably. That's great. So um, as always... It's important to have an advisor who takes a consultative approach. That's one of the things that makes our firm so different. And uh, we are here to help you take advantage of those repair regulations. So I want to thank Joseph for explaining this um, great opportunity to us.
And to our listeners, thank you for joining us today. If you have questions or topics that you would like for us to cover, you can contact us by email at bpbnose at bpbcpa.com. We'll see you next time.